Each week, we take a moment, sit down, and talk about things going on at the road in what we call the Road Detour. Hey, welcome uh, back to uh, the Road Detour. And we got one of our younger families with us today. And this is the Caskey family, Steve and uh, Kelly Caskey. And uh, we're kind of looking for families and, and individuals to talk to about the Bible reading plan. We're going to get to that with you guys in a minute, but we like to have a little fun too, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, favorite <laughs> place to go eat that somebody watching uh, the road detour could go to the day and eat, the place that you go, this is this is it for me. Oh, his would be Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. 100%. Can definitely go there today. Mm-hmm. How about yours? Um Volcano sushi, probably. Volcano mm-hmm. sushi. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna have to pass on the sushi, <laughs> but that's good. Always okay. Mexican. So I'm you guys Mexican. came up in what generation? We were born in the 70s. 70s. So 80s would be but probably favorite 80s, 80s song. Oh, I told you um, it's gonna be fun. Ooh. I would have to say for me. Pour some sugar on me. Oh my! <laughs> hey, nothing, nothing I can appreciate more than honesty, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. What about Steve? It'd probably be in the hair band days too, like Guns N' Roses or something like that. Yeah. So okay. All right. So you guys, born in the seventies, came up in the eighties. How'd you meet? Um, in a bar. In a bar. Uh-huh. Again. This is interesting. <laughs> you know, we have about twenty thousand viewers. Yes, no, I'm just no. so excited about this. <laughs> no, to, to pour um, my life out. No. Um, he actually worked at og and he came in after work sometimes and had a drink, and I worked there. Um, and he asked me out for a long, long time, and finally I broke down and went on a date with him. <laughs> and it was history, and that was... That was it, one day. That was it. Uh-huh. One day. We dated for eight years and then got married, and... We've been together for 20 years now. Hey, you know, I have a son that works at OG&E. Mm-hmm. Brady, he works in safety out there. Yeah, or what, what do you do? You uh, Lyman. Lyman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all might cross paths at some point, but yeah, OG&E is a big place, big yeah. place. So you guys get married, mm-hmm. dated eight years, and at what point uh, in your relationship did you guys begin kind of pursuing Jesus? When, when was this life change? Well, for me, I've always been off and on. I've been wishy-washy. I'll do real good, and then I'll fall back, do real good. And then really, I think when I really gave my life to Jesus is when I had my son. I didn't want—I wanted to be better for him. That's I it. wanted to, you know. So there, there are critical moments in everybody's life, right? Uh, marriage is sometimes a critical moment. Birth is definitely a critical moment. A death is a critical moment. A major illness, uh, you can call them crises of faith if you want to, It's where— why am I here? What am I doing with my life? And and birth is definitely a good one. Very good yes. one. Mm-hmm. How about it? Uh, well, I was raised in a church. I uh, was seven when I was saved and baptized um, in a Baptist church. But then definitely throughout, you know, when I was in my mid-20s, probably kind of lost sight of that faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once Steve and I got married, we built a house in Choctaw, and we had jacks, and um, I'll never forget, he said, at Jax was two, and he said, we need to find a church home because we need to raise our son in church. And I said, well, just a mile down the road, there's a church on every corner, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and so we drove down there, and I said, I was raised in a Baptist church. And so we came one Sunday, and we liked it. Okay, and, okay. So I, I'm going to have to dig a little deeper mm-hmm. on this because I think this is what happens with a lot mm-hmm. of people here. 
between the time, because you're you're talking about this church, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Between the time you showed up here and the last time you were in church, how long would you say it was? Serious in church, mm-hmm. I was probably 16, 17. Give me a, 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 a timeline. Is that 10 years? Was that? Um, that was probably 95-ish. So 20 years ago. Well, 20 years from. Between them? Yeah. I'd say 10, 15 years ago. Okay, so so here, is what, here is what we see. Often the story that you're telling, and this is one reason we like to do this, is, is replicated over and over and over again, and that is uh, there was a period of time in my life when I walked away from church for whatever reason. You can name it. Uh, there are 100 reasons to walk away. A lot of them are valid. Um, but when I got ready to come back, uh, Ideally, in a church, the people you would want to see come to church are people who've never been, right? The people who meet Jesus and get involved. That second group is the people, uh, we'll call it a re-meet. I I came back. I came back home or whatever word you want to put on it. But that's probably one of the largest groups of people uh, that we see come through our doors is people who said, man, I've been away from a long time. And this is really different than I thought it would be. Uh, I came in and I felt like I had found a place where I belonged. Uh, story replicated over and over again. So you guys, th- we're talking what year that you landed here? 2015. 2015. Yeah. So y'all mm-hmm. coming up on your nine-year mark mm-hmm. uh, for being here. So you guys are involved here at the church. You're mm-hmm. involved in uh, our children's ministry mm-hmm. and, and working at children's ministry. Uh, the thing that I wanted to really talk to you about, because we're encouraging our people in this, is, is the Bible reading plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been doing it two years. Did you guys get in from the beginning? Yes, pretty much. Okay. For the most part. Okay. Well, I was a little after. Okay. She kind of, we would talk at home and then it kind of encouraged me to. To go ahead and pick up on it. Mm -hmm. So, have y'all been doing it for, say, a year? Pretty Mm -hmm. solid? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell me, and I I realize this is out of left field, no rehearsed, but the biggest life change, the biggest difference, you think, uh, being reading together uh, as a family in God's Word most days, if not every day, what's the big difference that's made for you? I feel like for me, it's brought our family closer because we even now, through the Bible reading plan, include my son, and we get him to read, and we go over it. And like Luke right now, I mean, he we make him read as well, and I just I feel a connection like a triangle we're setting on. The closer we get to God, we come together. Uh, that's fabulous. Great picture of how that works. And uh, you know, my wife did this a couple of weeks ago with me. We have more what I would call casual conversation about Scripture than ever in our life because it's, hey, what'd you write about today? Or this is what I'm dealing with or however it folds out. And that spreads through your whole family when the whole family's mm-hmm. doing it. That's good. Yeah. Kelly, what would you say? Gosh, I think it's the different takes on – I read my Bible in the morning. I get up early mm-hmm. before anybody in the house does, and I read it. And then, you know, we I did the Foundations book last year because the teachers got the Foundations mm-hmm. book. Um, and so that's kind of when I really started digging a little deeper. Okay. Um, and I would ask Steve something, and he is a lot more technical than me. I am a little more – I don't want to say surface, but he is more of a numbers guy, and he can really dig deeper than I can. But he would give me a different take on different things that I wouldn't necessarily get out of it. You know, well, like Different people see different things. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I thought – I think it bring, brought us closer together that we could really start talking on deeper levels, I Very guess. Very good. And learn from each other. Do you guys read – 
and journal or just read? How does that work for you? I read and journal. Okay. Um, so you do the book. You do the foundations uh-huh. book. Okay. Mm-hmm. I read and then I have a foundations book, but I off and on on the journaling. Okay. I, uh, I, I read and then I have just a notebook that uh, I try to write in and, and that just is where, where it's most comfortable for me. Uh, I got shared a story about you walking away from a situation where you, you felt like I figured out what maybe my spiritual gift was. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And, and basically, what kind of moment that was for you to see that? Well, you know, they did the... They brought out the, I remember, was it a year or so ago, they brought out the notes and we went read through all that. And my wife is real good at helping and working in the nursery. And I just didn't feel like that was my spiritual gift. So I kept on, kept on. And then I felt like helping others, you know, or like doing something for someone else. And I felt like being able to do that made me burn. You know, you can feel it. And that's just helping others, I think. Cause, so, wow. so your reason for living. Yes. Right. So, so here's the crazy thing. What you're talking about is service. Giving, service, helps, all kinds of names that, that go with it. A few years ago, it's probably been, man, it's probably been 10 years ago, we put the whole church through the spiritual gifts thing in a class we taught. And and people who actually had the gift of teaching, out of about 250 people who took uh, the test, there were two people, two, that that through that test said they had the gift of teaching. Well, we have a way more teachers than that. You guys, y'all are teach, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And here's what you discover: not everybody who teaches has a gift of teaching. A whole bunch of people, especially depending on what ministry you're in, have the gift of servanthood or helps or mercy. Yes. And so, uh, but finding that uh, it, it it solidifies why you're here. It's mm-hmm. your purpose. Mm-hmm. That passion, that personality, that giftedness. Uh, and it all leads to your purpose. And what, do you know what your spiritual gifts are, Kelly? Um, yeah, one was, do you remember? Um, one so y'all was, took the test? That, yeah, we yeah. did the actual test, and it's been a while since we did it. But, um, gosh, I want to say, um, I think teaching was one. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm going to be surprised with you in the service industry that service or helps is not in there somewhere. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, service was one. Um, host is the host oh, yeah. something uh-huh. one is. of them I uh-huh. want to say hosting yeah, yeah. yeah. those that are means, all of them. Uh, you know and here's the crazy thing because that would mean I love to have people over to my house and do a party mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to guess that Steve maybe doesn't have that mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and you know that's it that's no, the way it goes no, and then yes. we learn we learn that okay mm-hmm. uh, we're in this together we mm-hmm. do these things together mm-hmm. yeah so you guys have how many children two two mm-hmm. what's their ages oh 22 22 and Ten. <laughs> so you have an adult child mm-hmm. and a child child, mm-hmm. okay? So I've asked people this. Uh, from your perspective, your life experience, first question, what would you tell parents who are currently raising their kids the best piece of advice you could look at them and go, this is what I'd tell you? Don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, I mean, and when you make a mistake, uh, and definitely uh, go to the Lord. I mean, I feel like that's number one for me with him. I feel like I, I didn't do a lot of stuff with my daughter and I made all these mistakes and I'm almost got a chance I'm not going to do that again, you know, and forgive myself for the stuff I feel like I did and I'm going to do better with my son. That's good. It's a really honest answer. I think um, just keep the line of communication open. Let them know that they can come to you and talk to you about anything and there's no judgment. Um, you know, if they hear something at school, let them know that they can come talk to you. Yeah. I mean, that you're a safe place, no yeah. matter what it is. That's that, a good word. I mean, how about marriage? 
biggest uh, biggest piece of advice, best piece of advice you could give couples who are uh, wanting to do marriage and it's hard for everybody, what would you say? Patience. <laughs> Compromise. What did we get the giggle for? What was the- <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think something that we do struggle with is communication. Uh, we just have two different ways of communicating or maybe misunderstanding each other. And we know that. Like, we know that we struggle with How many that. years of marriage you guys got? Ten. Yes. Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eleven, so, yeah. really. We, we know, we know where we struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you handle it? We're really going off the cuff right now. So what well, do you, how do you fix it? For me, and I, it's something even written back on your sermon here, I, it's realizing mature that it's not all about me. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because my first selfishness, and I got to be more and look more and see what her feelings are and understanding. And it's hard to do. You got to remember that one thing that you fell in love with them. Just keep that in your head. That's good. <laughs> not that really is- the one thing. I mean, there's a million things, but... So we're we're gonna change gears again because uh, I'm enjoying this. What would you say, you guys? What's your age age right now? Forty five. Forty five. Forty six. Forty six. What's the biggest struggle in your your forty five, forty six years of marriage or of life um, that you faced? Um, losing my sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. She died three years ago. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be big. Mm-hmm role that your faith played in in getting through that? I'd never lost my faith. That is something that a lot of people have asked me. I didn't lose my faith, but it was definitely questioning, you know, why did this happen? But I could always lean into the Bible to for some comfort. Um, and it definitely got me through it. And knowing that I would use my faith um, in this experience to witness to somebody else and help wow. them through it. Um, and I don't even know if I have fully done that yet, but I know it's coming. Guess what you're doing right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like the sermons that you do about losing your wife and stuff. I really um, can understand that because all of those emotions come with it. And I've never really been angry about it, but you definitely, you, it's a true testament of your faith when you can go through something like that and just still have faith in God, mm-hmm. um, that it all happens for a reason and that yeah. there is a bigger plan. Wow. So, but there is. Steve, anything in your 45 years? And listen, if there's not, because I, I lived almost 45 years of my life pr- pretty pain-free. You know, everybody's got pain, but the, the big stuff didn't hit me till after I was really at 44 uh, and then beyond. It's like once the dam broke, uh, it broke in a lot of ways, but... No, I, I've been pretty blessed. I still have my mom and dad. I got all my brothers, three. So I, I, I've been pretty blessed. My, I mean, I, like I said, with our marriage, I mean, I love Kelly, but sometimes it's tough. I mean, it's—and I've—you know, like I said, I fell back, and it was just selfishness. And once I started realizing what the problem was, I gave my life back to the Lord. And I've been—you know, I've been baptized here, you know, since I come back. And so I really, I mean, for the, for me, the most part, I, it's just— I probably said the biggest is communicating and just getting over myself. And yeah. we were, uh, we had uh, one of our people that, that we love a bunch that had a heart cath today and he's young. Mm. And uh, Vic and I had, had gone to see him and we were talking about how old we were when we had our first life crisis. Uh, you know, when, when you're first like somebody I love could die or somebody I could love could be really sick. And, and, and how that, how that changes everything, 
mm-hmm. um, for us. And so that that's kind of what was behind that question to you guys of just just being curious of how life is unfolded uh, for you. Uh, man, I'm really proud of you guys' involvement here. Uh, I learned a lot about you just sitting here. Uh, anything you want to know about me? I've never asked that. Nobody sitting in this room have I ever looked at and said, uh, hey, is there anything you want to ask me that you've not asked me? Well, you're pretty open. So, I mean, you tell us a lot. Try it's to be. A- it's an easier life if you are. Mm-hmm. It really is. You always talk about like the days when you used to coach baseball. Oh man! Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man! And so we're in competitive baseball right now, in the thick of it. Woo! Yeah, there there are people who remember me coaching, mm-hmm. and, and I uh, often think about that. Like it, it would have been fun to watch you on a baseball. Probably field. not. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. I will never forget. There's a sweet lady, and uh, you know the Choctaw Nacoma Park rivalry was pretty big when. My kids were little, and so we had basketball for Choctaw. We'd play, my kids were playing for Choctaw and the Como Park. And these good people were on the, the Como Park team. And, um, we played them, and I was coaching, and this lady came up to me afterwards, and she's, she just said, you're a lot different coach than I thought you'd be. And I was like, yeah, I know. It wasn't necessarily that. You're a lot calmer than I thought. That wasn't what she was saying. It was – uh I, that's something that that going back I would do differently. Um, I I bet I bet on the thing that my kids are all going to be great athletes and uh, you know we're going to win all these games and we did competitive sports and uh, all the stuff that every parent goes through. But I was obsessed with coming out with a W rather than developing kids. And about the time uh, my kids hit fifth or sixth grade, uh, somebody gave me a a great piece of advice as a coach. They said, stop choosing kids and start choosing parents because those guys are going to sit on that fence together or they're going to sit in the bleachers together. And if they like each other and love each other, your coaching experience is going to be great. Don't worry about having this marvelous team. We stepped out of competitive sports at that point and we chose parents. And here's the crazy thing. Uh, When my one son graduated high school and played baseball, I think – out of the nine kids on the field, seven of them had played baseball with us by choosing parents, not by choosing kids. Uh, and they just persevered through the system because sometimes that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was, a, I was a loud, ugly coach at times. Those are some of the things you wish you could go back and redo. We've been blessed. We've had a lot of great coaches. Oh, some of them go to church here, yeah. actually. But Yeah. Um, you know what one of the big blessings to me is, is to uh, be, say, walking, I don't know, through uh, Coles or, or whatever, and have some 20-something-year-old guy run up to me and go, do you remember me? And most of the time I don't because things change a lot. And go, you were my coach. And and to thank me for it. it, was, it that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal when you look back on it. So I appreciate that. That's a good question. Oh, Take good. me down memory lane. Well, thank you guys for joining us on the road detour. Uh, if you're not a part of the Bible reading plan, I'm telling you, it will change your life. Uh, it will change your life, change your marriage, change your family structure. Uh, it is amazing when we take God at his word, the impact it can have on our life. So pick that up. We may even put a link at the bottom of this where you can find it on our webpage. Actually, our webpage is down right. No, it's back up. 
It's up. Good deal. We'll put a link up, and if you're interested in getting on board with your family or picking up one of the foundation books here at the church, uh, they're available at the Hub for 5 bucks. So uh, be a part of that and uh, watch what God does. Hey, we love you guys. We'll see you next week on The Road Detour. <laughs>